Luke chapter number 15 tonight. I guess you might call this a revise of a message that I preached quite a while back. Luke 15. And I can tell you tonight, I will not get it all preached tonight. It'll take three or four nights. There's so much in the scripture that a lot of times we hurry over. And we get the highlights, but sometimes we don't get the finer points. So pray that God will let me take my time and not keep us too long, but don't let me miss anything. So here in Luke 15 and verse number 11, the Bible said, and he said, a certain man had two sons. Now for you that don't know why he wrote it that way in particular, he did not mention a name so it would fit all of us. Just a certain man had two sons. Now you may not realize it, but you have two options. We don't have any other options. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. Which option have you chosen? Smoking or non-smoking? And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Notice he gave both boys. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine. Notice it wasn't just a famine, it was a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's, notice this, have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. 
and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Father, help me just a little while, if you will. God, to preach to your precious people here tonight. Something, God, that would help us all, Lord. Draw us closer to thee, make us stronger in the journey. And God, give us wisdom for the road ahead, Father. So you bless tonight only as you can, Father, and we'll praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This is a familiar story. Most of us have learned this story in Sunday schools. We've heard it preached. There's many points in here that could be preached. I've heard many wonderful messages out of this scripture. But here tonight, as God would help me, I want to preach to us just a little while. And you remember I, I titled that message, It Can Never Be the Same. How many remember that message? But I want to give it a subtitle to it tonight, and it shouldn't be. We're all the time, Brother Hard, trying to get back where we left it but now I'm going to preach to us a few things tonight that's going to hurt us a little this young man had it in his mind to leave before he ever asked the father for his goods he was discontented or he would have never wanted to leave he was, uh, let me just sharpen the pencil a little, little bit. He, he was a Baptist. He didn't like the way they was conducting church. Am I in the right path? See, they were singing out of that old red hymn book. And he wanted something modern, something new, something with some pizzazz or something like that. Uh, he, he didn't like the way the father's house was being operated and run. So he figured, now listen, this is a, a one point I want you to get. He hadn't earned a dime of nothing that he asked his father for. Daddy was still alive. That's the next thing I was going to say. See, you ain't supposed to get it till daddy's dead. But also I wanted you to notice and I pointed it out that he divided it between both of them. One stayed there, but it was still his. And the other took it, and he left. Now, if that young man had not been discontented, he'd still been at the father's house. If he hadn't wanted a light show, and all the frills and bells and whistles that go along with standing on your head and gargling BBs and all the things they got going on now, light shows, sound machines, there ain't none of that wrong except how you use it. They want to have all worship and no praise. They want to have all praise and no worship. Don't preach my message, son, before I get there. They don't want no preaching. They either want praising Or they won't worship, but they don't want no preaching. See, Daddy probably preached to that boy. 
Daddies do that, you know. Daddies are, are try to get that son to avoid what he's already been through. And I was that way, you were that way, and probably some of you still that way. You didn't believe a word daddy and mama said. You didn't believe fire burned, so you went and got burnt. You didn't believe your friends would turn your back on you when all of it was gone. But all he saw was he is discontented. He wanted half of what his daddy had worked hard, saved hard, used his head, give God his reward, and God had blessed him. So if you look at the scripture, the scripture said he gathered it together. Let me tell you some things that young man left. That young man gathered everything that was valuable to him. But he left the fellowship of the father. He left the fellowship of his brother. He left his birthplace. He left a house full of servants, a table full of food, a bed, and a dry place to sleep. He figured he knew better than the Father. So he was discontented to the point that he was willing to leave all comfort and go his way because his way is a better way. His way is his way. You know there's a right way and a wrong way in your way. You know that, right? Everybody understand that? Right way, wrong way in your way. What happened to God's way? We give God's way away so we could have our way. This young man gave the father an ultimatum probably. He said, Daddy, I ain't liking it. I, I just want to take what's mine and go. You know, Brother Howard, we've been praying these names on the wall, many in this box. We've been praying for faces that once sat in the house of God and they got discontented in their home tonight. They're not sitting in the house of God. They're not worshiping. They're not going to the Father's house where the food is being served. They're not going to the Father's house where the joy is, where the safety is, where the protection is. They're sitting at home. So he took it, he gathered it together, and he left. He left the safety of the Father's house. He left the abundance of the Father's house. Sister Joanne said it good here tonight, good to be home. Good to be home. There's no place like home. That young man went to the world, acted like the world, talked like the world, lived like the world, and the world sucked him dry and left him in that ditch line. Now, he's in a mess. You look and see, if you will, if he wasn't discontented in verse number 12, he said, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me. Hmm. The portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, remember the things that he left. 
And he took whose journey? His. His journey. Some of us in this building tonight, we took our journey. <laughs> Woo! And we had the world by the tail. Oh, yeah. We were swinging high on a downhill drag until we hit the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. You woke up one morning and your bones were hurting and you remembered what caused it. 20 or 25 years ago when you were 20 and bulletproof. You know, you took your journey. Daddy, <laughs> oh Lord, here comes my daddy, end of the message. Daddy said, son, if you're going to be that stupid, you better be that tough. I didn't fully understand that when I was 12 and 13 year old. You know, when I was jumping into things that I had no business in at all. Amen. My daddy should, should have, could have, and would have been justified in doing it if he'd have took a single tree and knocked my brains out. Because I didn't have any, I wouldn't have lost nothing. But I'm glad my daddy had mercy on me. And I believe the only reason he did is because mama said to act like him. She'd say, Brother Richard, she'd say, Son, you're the only young one I got looks like me. But you act just like your daddy. I honestly thought she was bragging on me. I really did. I'd throw my little chest out and think, I, I'm acting like my daddy. Until I got a little older and then I seen that Mama wasn't saying that in a positive note. And that boy took his journey. I believe to my soul, the scripture doesn't say it, but I believe to my soul that daddy, the very next day, said, put up a calf. I believe that. I believe in my soul that daddy said, you need to get to the shoemaker to make some shoes. I believe that he went to the seamstress and said, seamstress, make a coat. I believe that. I truly do believe that. I believe he went to the smith and said, Listen, smithy, I need you to make a ring with my insignia on it. And no doubt it, all of those folks said, You already got one. But I believe he said, Go ahead and make another one. Now, I don't know about you, but I do know that Fatty calves are not made overnight. I mean, a fatty calf is usually a yearling. Stay with me now. You got nine to ten months gestation for that cow to have that calf. Then you got at least ten to twelve months before it's called a yearling. So there's a couple of years involved in getting that calf ready to eat. And usually they didn't kill yearlings except at festivals. Why? Because that's the prime meat. It's still good and tender. It's young. It's got just the right amount of fat on it because it's still got mama's milk. And it just tastes a little better as a yearling. Now you got a whole lot more meat when they're three-year-old, but it don't taste quite as good as a yearling. 
I can see the Father saying, get all of this ready. How do you know that, preacher? Because he saw him afar off. He's looking for him. He'd made preparations. That young man was discontented. He took what his daddy gave him. He left. Now he's in a mess. You know, I didn't fully understand what fame meant. So I had to look it up in the dictionary to get the correct meaning of it. I knew it had to deal with he really wanted it. He really needed it. But that word, as I looked it up in the dictionary, and believe me, I had to, it's an adjective. It's an action word. Are you with me? Fame means he was eager, willing. That's something he hadn't been before. Gladly, with pleasure. But where did that come to him at? It come to him when he's down to hog pen. Down there feeding swine. Did you notice something else? That young man had already been to the bottom and began to look up. Now listen to me. God help me to get these across. Anywhere in this story, he could have went back to the father's house. But he went totally broke, nearly starved to death, and he didn't even think about going back. We've been praying about folks coming back to God's house. How many of you know tonight ain't even thinking about going back to God's house? Things have got rough in their life. They've had troubles and trials and tribulations and they've nearly lost everything they've got including their health and they still ain't turned back to God. He See, he became willing down there. But what I didn't understand was until I, I began to study and pray over these messages he was hungry. He was broke. He didn't have a place to stay. And he joined himself to another country. That's what we do when we leave the fellowship of the Father. When we leave the family and turn our backs on our Father, I'm talking about our Heavenly Father. You know that is a family because that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we turn our backs on all three of them when we leave. Why didn't he go home? Why didn't he go home? Why did he not just say, I'm broke, I'm busted, I'm going back to Daddy and beg? See, he hadn't hit rock bottom yet. He had to wait till he got so hungry. And this is a point I want all of us to understand too. This boy was a Jew. He ain't supposed to fool with hogs, period. Period. He ain't supposed to be around them. He ain't supposed to look at them. That's the only reason that old boy didn't kill one of them hogs and eat it. Because of his upbringing. 
You know the reason that a lot of folks ain't went further than what they went? It's because the times that mama and daddy and grandmas and grandpa took them to church and put some upbringing in them, put some roots down in them, planted some seed in their soul, and they still haven't got away from it. But he joined himself to that country. Now listen to this. The only job that man even offered him was way, way below any bottom he had ever seen in his life. Now listen, and the Bible said, and he would have eat the husk. Now I'll tell you what, I've shucked a lot of corn, but I ain't never been so hungry I'd eat the husk. I've had corn cob jelly and I like it. How many's ever had corn cob jelly? Just two of us? Lord have mercy. Come on, folks. Three of us? Mama, you ain't never had corn cob jelly? Woo, Grandma will take them corn cobs. You know how you peel it and make, make pickle beans and corns? And she'd put that in, and she cooked it and cooked it, cut them open. And what it does, it gets the sugars and the taste of the corn. And then they made jelly out of it. Corn cob jelly. I told you, folks, my people were so poor when they killed a pig, the only thing they didn't keep was the squeal. They used every portion of that pig. Amen. Same way with, how many's ever had pickled watermelon rind? Well, there's four or five of us. Yeah. Now think about this. Isn't that rind about 50% of the watermelon's weight? We'd eat that watermelon. Grandma would scrape it. she cut it up, put it in a jar, pickled it. You know why? Does anybody know why the old-timers done things like that? First of all, there's more nutrients in that rind than there was in the watermelon. How many have seen the new survey on watermelon seed? How many have ever told me to eat for you to eat your watermelon seeds? Oh, they got a new report out. That's a new superfood now. I thought my grandma knew that a hundred years ago. What are you all behind? Yeah, that's one of the highest potassium, and I forget what all nutrients is in those seeds. How many's ever eat toasted pumpkin seeds? How many's ever read your Bible? Do you know your Bible says eat seeds and nuts? How many knew that? Why did the Bible say eat seeds and nuts? Because it's good for you. It's good for you. God knows what he's talking about. It's healthy. It's part we've thrown away. Just like this boy, he throwed it away. He throwed away the fellowship. He throwed away the safety. He throwed away daddy's table. He throwed away daddy's love. He throwed away daddy's direction. He wanted his way. Because he wasn't satisfied. And now he's at rock bottom. He's feeding hogs. And did you notice that scripture said, And no man gave him. No man gave him nothing to eat. Said he would have eaten the husk. Well, the Mexicans are the only one ever done anything with a husk that I seen worth a hoot. 
You know what they do with them, right? That's what they tamales. They wrap them tamales in. Yeah, that's Mother Nature's packing. They wrap them tamales and keep them hot. That way you can peel it. Don't get it all over you and get to eat them. Yeah, that's all it's for. Banana leaves, same way. They use a lot of them in Jamaica for different things. By the way, don't eat the leaves. You peel it back. Don't eat the husk. That's just to carry it so you can eat it. But this boy was down there, and he's starving to death. And the Bible said he finally remembered something because he came to himself. You know what I thought, Brother Chris, when I read that? Just this week I read that, and I heard that cock crow. You know what I'm talking about? Old Peter got told on by the cock. I, I believe that old cock was over in the corner somewhere crowing about the time it come to his brain. Hey, down at my daddy's house, my father's servants are eating like kings and they don't smell like hogs. Has anybody ever had to work in the hog pen much? Son... Let me tell you something. A good lariat costs 35 or $40. I don't know how much they are now. But a good lariat will last you a long time. And I went to put up some hogs for a lady, and I roped them hogs and had to throw that lariat away. You can't get that smell out of that rope. I boiled it. I stretched it out in the sun. I left it two weeks in the sun, rolled it back up, and first swing I made with it, I smelt that hog. I just had to throw it away. Don't you imagine what that old boy smelt like when he was going home? His guts are growling. He stinks to high heaven. Amen. They didn't say he took a bath nowhere, cleaned up. He didn't have nothing to take a bath and put on clothes with. He only had what he had. Why? Because he left. Now he's going back. I know a lot of folks that come back to the Father's house, and we've all made this statement, Brother Howard, if I could just get back to where I was. But see, this old boy was ready to lower himself. He said, if I can get back to Daddy's house, I'll just ask Daddy to make me a servant. He's willing to get in on the ground floor. What is he saying? He was fain. He was willing. He was eager. He was starved to death. Now let me tell you some things he was starved for. (laughs) No doubt he was starved for a bath. Fresh clothes. No doubt he would have took the crumbs from daddy's table. That sure beat eating with the hogs, wouldn't it? Hello, church. I want to tell you something. You know the trouble with most church folk? They want to come smelling like a hog and eat like a king and leave like a hog. Woo! Preach it, preacher. I believe I will. I'm enjoying this. He came smelling like a hog. Now I want to tell you something, sinner friend. You say nobody don't know you're drinking. They do. You say nobody knows that you're smoking that left-handed cigarette. 
They do. They do. Believe me, I can tell you what brand cigarettes you're smoking. Yeah, they're that strong to me. I've got a nose like a bird dog. I know I do. But you'll see an old boy that say, Nah, I ain't smoke nothing. I look like two Roman candles. He got five bags of tater chips. Just sit over and be quiet. I'm preaching, not you. I know that some of us glutton without all of that. I know that. But I'm trying to talk to folks that think that they're pulling the wool over somebody. You know daddy had to smell that boy. Know he'd been the hog pen. Let me tell you something. That was an offense that daddy could have killed that boy over and been justified. He was wanting to just get back to daddy's house and be a servant, but daddy had the right. When that old boy come, he's supposed to fall on the ground before his father and beg for forgiveness, but daddy never even let him get down. Daddy fell around his neck. Why? Because the Father loved you. You think you can't get saved the moment you get out of that seat and make up your mind to be saved? God will save you right then. Kneeling in this altar don't save you. It's what your heart's doing. And the Father had the right when that young man fell before him, especially smelling like a hog, he could have... And broke his neck and been justified. But that ain't what the father had in mind. <laughs> Daddy, I've sinned. I've sinned before heaven and in your sight. You know, I don't know about you, but confessing is one of my hardest things to do. Especially when I'm the one in the wrong. I can confess your faults don't bother me in the least. But when I have to confess, Daddy, it was me. I'm the one guilty. I'm the one that left. I'm the one that gave it up. Daddy, I know I smell like a hog. Hell, somebody shout now. But Daddy, 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 can I come on? Daddy's done squalling to the servants. Get that calf. Get that bench robe. Bring that ring I had made. Bring him sandals down here. My son, hallelujah, he is dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he's found. And he's rejoicing because the son came back home. I heard you and I as daddies and these other folks as daddies if we're not careful we'll hold a grudge that rascal's come back to get the rest of what I've got how many would be the first thought of a lot of folks come in here smelling like a hog 
want to come back in my house. Can I remind you of something tonight? You didn't smell like no roses when you come to the Father. The stench of this world was in God's nostrils, and He reached out to you anyhow. He didn't shun you. He didn't push you away. He met you when you started that altar. He is walking beside of you all the way down there. He knowed and heard you already rehearsing it before you got there. He heard you tell way down there in the hog pen. He heard your voice. He is repenting in the hog pen. And he confessed it all the way to the Father. And the Father had mercy. What hinders us? Some of us are satisfied just to get back to the house of God. But God is not satisfied with you just coming back to the house of God. He don't want you just sit on a pew and be a servant. He wants you to be a son, a daughter. What does that mean? That means you have full rights. That's what that ring was. That's the signet. Anything that was stamped with that had daddy's approval. See, he didn't leave out nothing. See, that robe he had on was royalty. It's all right. Listen, you can put a monkey in a suit. Don't make him a man. So he had to have that ring as a signet. Hey, I'm in representing my daddy here. I've come in the name of the father. See my robe? See my sandals? See my appearance? I don't smell like a hog anymore. Daddy, clean me up. Give me a bath. Give me new clothes. I'm at the Father's house and He knows me and I know Him. What holds us back? How far to the bottom do you have to go before you begin to look towards home? How far away from God do you have to get before you realize you need the Father. And without Him, all that you have will be squandered. Now I'm finishing for tonight. I ain't done. I'm going to pull a Ken Frady. I'm just going to unhook it right here. I want to ask you a question tonight. Are you happy where you are? You want to know what revival's all about? Renewing. Restrengthening. Giving you a, a little umph in your soul to want to get up a little higher. Do a little more. Can I say something to you tonight and you understand it, I hope and pray? The servants at the daddy's house is the one that done the work without any recognition whatsoever because it was their job they didn't bring daddy a, a bowl of soup and say I'm waiting for my reward where's my trophy you ain't gonna brag on me for bringing that soup to you ain't that the way we are as Christians We'll do a little something and we want God to give a trophy, put it on the billboard out front, 
Oh, God, I cleaned the commode. I picked up two cigarette butts. Somebody bring me a trophy. Preacher didn't even pat me on the back. Well, you was probably one that throwed them down. You ought to pick them up. Hello. You know them Pepsi cans might have come out of your car. Let me just sharpen pencil. Some of them beer cans comes out of church folks' cars. Woo! Liquor bottles. Yeah. You know them little hot toddies for the body? You know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows you're drinking them. Nobody knows you're smoking them. Nobody knows you're running around. No, no, no. And nobody knows that. God knows all about that. Heard I wish they had recorded. God, I'm going to run over time show the world. I wish they had recorded some of the conversation of the father while he was waiting. Don't you? You ever think that? Don't you wonder what daddy was looking down that road? Every single day he was looking down that road. I'd like to heard his prayers. Father, is he coming home today? Father, I've got the calf. I've got the robe. I've got the ring. I've got the shoes. I just need my boy. God, I know he'll have to go plumb to the bottom because he's just like his daddy. Ooh, that hurt, didn't it? He may have to go plumb down to the hog pen, God, before he realizes he needs out of that place. I still ain't got over. He was hungry, didn't have nothing, and he went and joined himself to a total stranger in another country when all he had to do was go home. It's not good enough just to get back. We want to get pious. Let me tell you why, and I'm, I'll finish tonight. If he'd went back and just wanted where he was when he left, he still have the discontentment. The first time they jerked up that old red hymnal, he'd have went to the inside. How they're still singing out of that stupid book. First time that old redneck preacher fired up, he's still preaching the same old message. He sweats, he hollers, his voice is too loud, too much music. The service is too long, it's too short, too hot, too cold. All in one, right? You look around the congregation, you can find every bit of that. Yeah. I can tell, you know, when you're doing this about every 30 seconds. I, I can tell you quit eating a long time back. Mama, don't you tell on me. I probably eat more after I'm done than I did while I was eating. You know what I'm talking about. You know, there's a little bit left on your plate and you just pick it. You're talking and you're picking. Somebody sets a piece of pie down and you just reach over and get a bite of it. I mean, you're just picking, you know. It don't matter. Well, I didn't get none of that. Here, let me have a little of that. I got to taste that. Did you eat it? Here, give me a little bite. I probably eat more after I get through eating. Yeah, just picking at it. Why can't we be that way with God? God, let me pick every nugget out of it I can dig. 
God don't shut him up till I'm full. Right? You know the only trouble with good dinners like we had? They're too short. I mean we were to have breakfast, dinner, and supper. There was enough food out there to make five churches so fat they couldn't walk. And I had to go home with a sampler platter. That's the way we leave the house of God, ain't it? We just come in and got a little sampler platter. You want to know how you know food is good? Can anybody answer that one? Well, that's one, but this is my version. If it's good, it's still good out of your fool. I mean, I've eaten steaks that was good, but when I was starved absolutely out of my mind, they were super good, right? But if you go in and you're already full, I've done this, guilty, excuse me, Lord, almost glutton. And I'd say, I'm just not really that hungry. I'm not going to order much. (laughs) I had a lot before I left home, and I I don't really need all that. I'm just going to order a little bit. I was going to take a doggy box home, but I ate the box too. Not only that, my wife had some left and I ate hers too. And I kept hoping Ashton to get up and go to the bathroom so I could eat hers. I know I'm not the only one that way. No. You didn't have intentions of eating that much, but it was good. It was good. Seemed like every bite got a little better and a little better and a little better. And you're already praying, said, I wonder if I can do that next week. I wonder if it'll be that good next week. That's what Beardy is praying today. I want it good tonight. I want it good tonight. How many was praying that? See, that boy was discontented. And if he went back that way, he'd still been discontented. He had griped and complained. The father couldn't have pleased him. But he went back willing to be a servant. Hard until we're willing to be a servant, we can never be a son like we should be. But once you're willing to be a servant, God wants you to be a son or a daughter. Are you with me? Let, let me say this. I honestly, I, this is amen, it's over. Maybe. God made angels to serve him. Worship Him and praise Him. And He gave us a free will that if we want to, we can. That's what He gave us. He didn't want to say, you're an angel, you're going to do it whether you want to or not. Them beasts are crying, holy, 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 all day, all night, every day, forever and ever and ever. They're still crying. Why? He created them to do that. See, you were created in his image with a free will. You need to come back to the Father tonight. You willing to be that servant? 
See, he went to another country, another house, and he sure didn't like the treatment he got there. Everybody stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. One of you can come and play something softly. You may need to come and pray tonight. They're making their way already. Father, I, I, I want to put myself out there. Lord, I'm willing to be a servant. I'm willing to do, God, what you want me to do. Just feed me. Got all that money and all them diamonds and all that jewelry and all that fame and fortune wasn't all that important when I was hungry. Just feed me. Just feed me, Lord. I'm so hungry. Just feed me. I'm willing, God. I've come back, Father. I've come to you. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm not worthy to even walk in your house. Would you feed me as a servant? Would you do that? Would you ask God tonight to feed you some of that manna from heaven above? Would you ask God that? Would you ask God to touch you tonight and say, Lord, I don't want to get back to where I was. I want to get past that point and be more than I've ever been for you. Feel like praying tonight and altars open. Some are doing business with God. Do you need to do it tonight? He's waiting on you. Cash ready, robes ready, rings ready, shoes are ready. Just come. Just come to the Lord tonight. Say, here I am, God. Just come and say, Lord, please, just let me come home. Somebody's listening by the airways tonight needs to come back to the Lord. I feel it in my spirit tonight. I feel God talking to you right now saying, Come, come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I will, I will give you rest. Your souls are weary. You're troubled tonight. Just come. Just come and say, Father, feed me. Whatever it takes, Lord, whatever it takes.